Welcome to Kelly Dry's Full Spectrum Podcast, bringing together thought leaders in the technology, media, and telecommunications industries to discuss legal issues that are expected to impact today's organizations and tomorrow's marketplace. Kelly Dry Full Spectrum is produced twice monthly, and show notes are available at www.kellydryfullspectrum.com. For more in-depth commentary, head to our blog, comlawmonitor.com. All links are in the show notes. This podcast is produced by the Kelly Dry Communications Practice Group. Hello, and welcome to this edition of Kelly Dry's Full Spectrum Podcast. I'm Josh Guyon, a partner in Kelly Dry's Communications Group. I'm joined today by one of our associates, Avani Bell, to discuss the transition from text telephony, or TTY, also known as a teletypewriter, to real-time text, or RTT, technologies that allow people who are deaf, hard of hearing, deafblind, or have a speech disability to communicate. We will also discuss the recent TTY waiver granted to TrackPhone for new Wi-Fi calling options. RTT technology uses IP-based networks and allows the user to send a text immediately as it is typed, without the need to press send. The other party receives the text to read as it is being created. This technology is incredibly important for those with hearing or speech disabilities, connecting them to other individuals and crucial 911 emergency services. Avani, let's discuss the transition from TTY to RTT, which has been ongoing for years and will continue for years to come. Thanks, Josh. To give some background, Congress has empowered the Federal Communications Commission, or FCC, with authority to ensure that people with disabilities continue to have access to communications technologies and capabilities as they evolve and advance. Starting in the 1970s, TTY served as a key tool for individuals with speech or hearing impairments to send and receive person-to-person text communications in real time over the Public Switch Telephone Network, or PSTN. TTY technology uses graphic communication in the transmission of coded signals through a wire or radio communication system. In the U.S., TTY uses Bordeaux Tones, a 5-bit code character set to enable individuals to take turns typing back and forth to other TTY users. To ensure people with disabilities had the same level of access to the telephone network as users of voice telephone services, the FCC adopted specific rules requiring support for TTY technology by providers and manufacturers of telecommunications and advanced communication services and devices. Common carriers and voice-over IP service providers, both interconnected and non-interconnected, also have an obligation to provide a form of telecommunications relay service, also known as TRS, that can be accessed via TTYs either on their own or through a state-supported TRS program. TRS is a telephone service that allows persons with hearing or speech disabilities to place and receive telephone calls through a communications assistant using a TTY or other technology, but that will not be the focus of this discussion. Since TTY has been in use for some time, let's explain what triggered the recent focus on RTT to replace TTY. In June 2015, AT&T filed a petition with the FCC requesting the agency's permission to implement RTT as a substitute for TTY for IP-based voice services and a temporary waiver of the existing requirement to support TTY until an RTT solution could be fully deployed. AT&T argued that TTY is an antiquated and obsolete technology, having no place in the deployment of IP-based next-generation communication networks. 
As communication networks have evolved, the limitations of TTYs have become more apparent to both users and the communication service providers who are required to support the technology. The FCC initiated a proposed rulemaking in response to AT&T's petition, and in that docket, commenters expressed concerns that the technical and functional limitations of TTY would inhibit the ability of people with disabilities to have accessible communications. The challenges from using TTY technology on IP-based networks include susceptibility to packet loss, compression techniques that distort TTY tones, and echo or noises that result from the transition of the Bordeaux character string. These issues can degrade quality, increase error rates, and negatively affect the reliability of telephone communications. Simultaneous with the rulemaking proceeding, the FCC granted limited waivers from the TTY obligations with some conditions to AT&T and to other entities that sought a waiver, including Verizon, Cellular South, the Competitive Carriers Association, or CCA, and the Iowa Independent Telephone Companies. The most notable waiver condition is that carriers must file reports with the FCC describing their progress towards implementing RTT. In December 2016, the FCC issued an order establishing new rules that give providers and manufacturers permission to use RTT instead of TTY to meet their accessibility obligations. Let's explain the details and timelines of the new rules. Sure. In the RTT order, the FCC allowed providers of IP-based wireless voice services, including interconnected voice over IP, and manufacturers of devices used with IP-enabled voice services to support RTT in lieu of TTY technology if they chose to. The order also sets out an RTT implementation timeline for service providers and manufacturers. For Tier 1 service providers, which are CMRS providers offering nationwide service, starting on December 31, 2017, they must be able to support RTT either through a downloadable app or plugin that supports RTT, or by implementing native RTT functionality into its core network, offering at least one handset model that supports RTT. The provider must also include the RTT support requirement in future design specifications for all authorized end-user devices specified on or after that date. The FCC's accessibility rules often require service providers and equipment manufacturers to consider accessibility in the design of new services and equipment. Tier 1 service providers must support RTT for all new authorized user devices by December 31, 2019. Correspondingly, manufacturers must be ready to implement RTT into newly manufactured equipment, if readily achievable, by December 31, 2018. Non-Tier 1 service providers, including resellers, have a bit more time than Tier 1 providers. Their deadline to implement the requirement to support at least an RTT app is June 30, 2020. And their deadline to support RTT on all new authorized user devices is June 30, 2021. The deadlines for resellers are a few years away, but later we will discuss a transition that may impact resellers more urgently. So we know that the major carriers have committed to this transition to RTT. Can you provide the current status of the RTT implementation efforts? We have some sense based on what those who received waivers are filing in their status reports. Most recently, AT&T filed a status report on April 6, 2017. AT&T's report noted that the company has not yet encountered any insurmountable obstacles in its development of over-the-top RTT apps, 
Additionally, AT&T still expects to launch over-the-top RTT apps no later than end-of-the-year 2017 and an embedded RTT solution by end-of-year 2018. However, the company notes that these timeframes could be impacted by unexpected delays, with the Alliance for Telecommunication Industry Solutions, or ADIS, their standard-setting effort, manufacturer development cycles, and unexpected impacts from operating system changes. AT&T's status assessment is critical because AT&T is leading the effort to get standards developed that both other carriers and manufacturers can use to implement RTT. Lastly, I want to note that in the order, the FCC states that it expects interconnected VoIP providers to exploit this new RTT option. But if a non-interconnected VoIP provider chooses to support RTT, its TTY obligation would similarly be waived. Thanks, Avani. Next, I'd like to discuss the waiver granted to TrackPhone Wireless late last week, which has implications for wireless resellers, including lifeline providers that may want to offer Wi-Fi calling. Last week, the FCC issued an order granting TrackPhone a temporary, limited waiver until the end of the year from its obligations to support TTY technology over IP-based wireless services, similar to those granted previously to other wireless carriers. TrackPhone petitioned for the waiver after learning that AT&T planned to begin allowing its resellers, including TrackPhone, to offer IP-based voice services, or Wi-Fi calling, to its resellers' customers starting in June of this year. Wi-Fi calling can extend calling areas in regions or spaces where there is weak or no cellular coverage, such as in buildings and rural areas. TrackPhone, a reseller of AT&T services, among others, wants to be able to offer this service to its customers without running afoul of its regulatory obligations to support TTY. Since IP-based networks do not support TTY technology well, TrackPhone needed a waiver from its TTY obligations until it can support RTT. While the FCC recognizes that wireless resellers have no control over their underlying network capabilities and cannot support RTT until their underlying carrier does, each reseller provider has its own independent obligation to ensure its services are accessible and offer access to TTY or RTT. If a reseller cannot support TTY and its underlying provider is not yet ready to support RTT, the reseller must ensure it has obtained a waiver of the TTY requirements before offering Wi-Fi calling. As mentioned above, a number of the Tier 1 carriers and CCA for its non-Tier 1 and reseller members were granted waivers from these rules. Reseller provider obligations are not automatically waived simply because their underlying carrier received a waiver. In this case, TrackPhone is not a member of CCA and had not previously applied for its own waiver. Therefore, TrackPhone needed to seek a waiver before pursuing any efforts to offer AT&T's Wi-Fi calling to its customers. Josh, are the waiver conditions for TrackPhone similar to those AT&T must comply with? The FCC conditioned TrackPhone's waiver grant on only two of the conditions it imposed on AT&T. Specifically, TrackPhone must notify customers that TTY will not be supported on Wi-Fi calls to 911 and that there are alternative accessibility solutions. TrackPhone will need to provide the notice through accessible means of communication such as its website, billing statements, promotional materials, and communications with national consumer organizations. The required notice should be prominently placed and use plain language. It must also provide a list of text-based alternatives to 911, including, but not limited to, TTY capability over PSTN, forms of PSTN-based and IP-based TRS, and text to 911 where available. It seems clear from the TrackPhone order that resellers will need to be mindful of their continued obligation to support TTY, 
and ensure that they seek a waiver if they decide to deploy Wi-Fi calling either through an underlying carrier or a separate service. Wireless Lifeline providers in particular may look to Wi-Fi calling as an option for meeting increasing minimum service standards, which increased from 500 minutes to 750 minutes on December 1, 2017, and to 1,000 minutes on December 1, 2018. Whether Wi-Fi calling can satisfy Lifeline obligations is a complicated matter to be discussed with counsel, but wireless Lifeline providers should also keep in mind their TTY and RTT obligations when considering Wi-Fi calling solutions. Thank you for joining us for today's Kelly Drive Full Spectrum Podcast. I'm Josh Guyon. And I'm Avani Bell. Please join us again for our next Disabilities Access Focused Podcast coming soon. The views and ideas expressed on this program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views or ideas held by Kelly Dry and Warren LLP, its staff, or management.